So um, with that in mind, I want to talk, we're doing more about family talk tonight. We're going to talk a little bit of vision. We're going to talk a little bit um, about, about, about doing your, giving your supply and giving your share um, as, as a church uh, member, as a part of a family. How many of you know when you grew up, I mean, at least I did, maybe you didn't, maybe you were a kid that was just spoiled and didn't have to ever do chores, but, um, but, you know, when I grew up, my, there was chores I had to do. Whether I liked to do the grass or not, I hated doing the grass. Dad made sure that John did the grass. So, but I understood it was just part of being a family. Everybody kind of, quote unquote, you know, does dishes and stuff, like Jennifer and I. Now we're in an empty nest situation for, for I don't know how many years now, at least five uh, years. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's just an understanding between us that, you know, you put your stuff in the dishwasher, you, and sometimes I don't, she takes care of that, but, but uh, you know, if there's an understanding of things that we do and we don't do, just because we live in the same household and we're being honoring towards one another. I want to talk a little bit about what that looks like for you. Um, I want to talk about, I'm going to talk about finances just a little bit, so, so let me kind of throw some ideas at you. You know, something that I realized, um, uh, Jennifer and I have, have um, given of our finances to the kingdom of God for you know, over 30 years now. Um, over 31 years, I guess, because we were married for 31 years. Yeah, I knew that. Um, so, um, but, but what I want to tell you is because we've honored the Lord with our finances and because we've honored him honestly with our life, it's not enough just to honor the Lord with your finances. We've honored him with our life. We've done the best that we could. You know, we've made mistakes, but we've done the best that we could. Um, because we've done that, God has really, really blessed our lives and really done some wonderful things in our lives. And the thing is, is sometimes, you know, as the pastor of the church, you know, I, Jennifer and I, from day one, we're like, we're going to put an offering box out. We're not going to talk about it every week. We'll let people know it's there. They can, they can do, and we'll trust Jesus to touch hearts of people. Because it does take money to run a, a building. I mean, when we get into our new building, you know, there's going to be building costs and there's going to be a mortgage payment for a very short time in Jesus' name. But there's going to be a mortgage payment and so on and so forth. So it does cost money. So the Lord just put it in my heart and said, you're doing the people wrong if you don't share principles where you've been blessed because, quote unquote, the money subject in church is, is, is kind of, it's touchy. No, it's touchy with some people. Um, so, but I'm going to share with you straight out of the word principles, and you just hear these principles and let the Lord speak to your heart. Matthew 6, 19 through 24. Don't store up treasures here on earth where moths eat them and rust destroys them, where thieves break in and steal. Store your treasures in heaven where moth and rust cannot destroy, and thieves do not break in and steal. Wherever your, here's key, wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will be also. It's about making sure our hearts are in the right place before Jesus. So for me, I honor the Lord with my giving because I'm honoring him. I'm not worried about my dryer breaking. I'm not worried about the, oh, you're going to be cursed and blah, blah, blah. I'm not worried about all that stuff. I'm just trying to honor the Lord and say, you know what, Jesus, I trust you so much 
then I'm going to honor you with these finances and trust you to meet every single need. And I'm telling you, he does. One way to put my trust fully in Jesus is just to honor him with my finances. Deuteronomy 14.23, kind of make a mention of what Steve said. Bring this tithe to the designated place of worship, the place the Lord your God chooses for his name to be honored, and eat it there in his presence. This applies to your tithes of grain, new wine, olive oil, and the firstborn males of your herds and, or flocks and herds. Doing this, this is the key. Doing this will teach you always to fear. That, that word fear is very misleading. That you may honor the Lord your God. So the reason this, this is done is because it's honoring the Lord your God. Now, some people may go, okay, well, wait a minute. You're telling us all Old Testament scriptures. So far, you are correct. Uh, but let's continue on this New Testament scripture that I started to read to you out of Matthew 6 and verse 22. Your eye is like a lamp that provides light for your body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is filled with light. But when your eye is unhealthy, your whole body is filled with darkness. And the light you think you have is actually darkness. How deep that darkness is. You know, the the giving is about you. It's, make sure, it's making sure that you're keeping your eyes on Jesus. Now, I'm going to be honest with you guys. You don't have to give here. I'm not sharing this with you so that, boy, I'm going to bleed them and milk them full from them. No, you don't have to give here. If the Lord leads you to give somewhere else, you don't have to give here. Can I say that again? You don't have to give here. So, but, but honoring... The Lord, by taking of your substance and blessing the kingdom and helping the keep and helping people, that's where the key is. That's where the key is. Um, in Proverbs 3, 9, and 10, it says, Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the best part of everything you produce. Then he will fill your barns with grain and your vats will overflow with good wine. Some people are going, vats will overflow with good wine. Does that mean we're drinking now? You know what? If you have a glass of wine that's between you and Jesus, and I can't give you a scripture that tells you you can't. So there you go. It just says don't get drunk. So don't get drunk, okay? Have your glass of wine, and just as you start to feel a little bit, stop, okay? just want to share that with you because some people are freaked out, you know, like, oh, my gosh, we can't touch alcohol ever because that's just of the devil. Well, I don't think it leads to great things, but guess what? Here and there and in control, God bless. All right. We honor him. We don't do this out of fear. I don't, I don't honor the Lord with my substance because I'm afraid that, you know, I'm going to be cursed. I, I don't do that. I do it to honor him and say, you know what, Jesus, thank you for everything that you've done for me and how good you've been to me. Now, I want to talk to you about there's a grace for us, each individual. There's a grace for us to give generously of our not... Forget it, money's off the table now. Let's put money aside. There's a grace for us that we can generously give of the gifts and our person to others. It's very easy to be selfish and say, I'm not doing anything for anybody. I'm just gonna sit here. I'm gonna have enough money to take care of my family and that's it. And, and everybody else, you fend for yourselves. I'll fend for my, no, that's not, that's not the kingdom of God. That's not love, Right? It's because of the love of God that we, uh, that we bless and help others. 2 Corinthians 8 says this, I want you to know, dear brothers and sisters, what God in his kindness has done through the churches in Macedonia. They are being tested by many troubles. They are very poor. Now, the church was very poor at this time, but they are also filled with abundant joy, which has overflowed 
and rich generosity. It's love that we yield to. When we yield to the love of God, it causes generosity. Generosity for you to use your gift to help others. Generosity for, you know, I saw the most beautiful thing on social media. There, I've got this, I don't even know how I am started following it, but is that freaky to you when me and Jennifer start talking about stuff and it shows up in our feed? That's freaking me out, okay? But, uh, but this showed up in our feed and it was this guy There was a homeless guy who was in there, and this guy goes, I got your coffee, buddy. Okay, now get something, get something else. What do you want to eat? And he's just kind of looking at, no, go ahead, take anything you want. And I thought, man, that's paying it forward. That was just, he didn't judge the man. He helped and blessed him with a cup of coffee and a sandwich. I think love can't help itself. It's got to do something. For God so loved the world that he what? He gave. When we love deeply, we have to give of our person, of our time, of our, of our talents. Um, I want to read further on this in verse 3. For I can testify that they not only gave what they could afford, but far more. And they did it of their own free will. They begged us again and again for, for the privilege of sharing in the gift for the believers in Jerusalem. They even did more than we hoped for. Their first action was to give themselves to the Lord and to us, just as God wanted them to. So we have urged Titus, who's encouraged your giving in the first place, to return to you and encourage you to finish this ministry of giving. Since you excel in many ways in your faith, your gifted speakers, your knowledge, your enthusiasm, and your love for... Can you see this? It's not just about finances. This is about giving of all these things, your knowledge, your enthusiasm, your love. I want you to excel also in this gracious act of giving. There is a special grace that is placed on the life of every believer to be generous. I want to say that again. There is a special grace that's on our lives to be generous. And can I tell you, in the world we live in right now, it is so unbelievably selfish. Nobody in the world. That's why these random acts of kindness just make me want to come to tears because nobody cares about you. In case you didn't know, they don't care about you in the world. They will do what they need to do to get ahead. They will do what they need to do to get richer. They will, they will, they will. They don't care about you. The world doesn't care about you. But when we yield to the love of the Father, and in the midst of what we're experiencing as people in this world, how many of you feel like for the first time, I know that I do, Jesus really is coming back? I mean, I've never, I gotta be honest with you, I've always heard it all my life and I always thought, yeah, someday he will. But now it's like, wow, with what's going on in the world, what's going on in our country, (laughs) Jesus is coming back. So what is the world going to do when they see us living and acting as the church and walking in love and using our gifts? What are they gonna do? They're gonna take notice. And they're going to say, wow, there's a people who I'm not going to be judged by. There's a people who are going to love me unconditionally. There's a people who aren't after trying to get in with me because they want something from me. They're trying to bless me and help me. That's the difference that we can be as light in the world. You and I, I tell you, God bless me. Oh, yeah, I know. 
Technology is great when it works. Um, but there is a special grace that's on you to be generous. Now, I will say this for you. If, you've, if you haven't given of your finances, your talents, your time, don't freak out. You know, don't be like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Oh my gosh. Chill, okay? Just want you to take a step back and go, Jesus, you gave me a grace to be generous. Show me what to do. That's simple. And some of you who, quote unquote, some, I could hear some minds going, oh my gosh, tithe? There's no way I could do anything like that in my budget. Hey, also I'm saying to you, say, hey, Jesus, what do you want me to do? Get in front of people and, and hand out stuff at the door. Oh my, there's just no way. You know what? Jesus, what do you want me to do? Jesus, how do you want to use me in this family of believers? How do you want to use me? How do you want to use me to help and bless others? When we're in that mode of I'm going to help and I'm going to bless others, I'm going to help and I'm going to bless others, man, there is a joy and a favor in your life that is just unexplainable. And I'm going to be honest with you guys because I always am. <laughs> it's been hard the last couple weeks with all this building stuff and all this other stuff. It's been hard. I'm just being straight up honest with you. But I remind myself once again, if it's hard, it's being resisted. It's because the devil knows that his day's coming. He knows his day's coming. And all he can do right now is just try to make you do everything that he can to try to oppress you and keep you down. And nobody can keep a child of God down when they're living generous. Nobody can. So let's stay generous. For God so loved the world that he... There it is. The whole idea is we still stay generous with our lives because we're so loved and cared for. How many of you feel loved and cared for by Jesus? You know, I do. I do. I'm so thankful. The kingdom of God is God's way of doing and being right. So many people think, well, the kingdom of God is heaven. Well, it is. But the kingdom of God is really more about God's way of doing and being right. So when we see those who do this sin, this sin, this sin, will not inherit the kingdom of God, that's not saying they're not going to inherit heaven. Some of you are going, oh, what did you just say? That's not what that verse is saying. You're not going to inherit God's way of doing things. So guess what? When you don't do things God's way, you don't get blessing. It's just that easy. We do things God's way because guess what? He's right 100% of the time. Not, oops, I should have thought about that. It's 2021, and I should have made that more relevant in Scripture. No. Thank God nothing in Scripture has to be ever changed. There are no updates on Scripture. It's God's Word that works throughout the ages. Philippians 1.19, For I know that this will turn out for my deliverance through what? Your prayer and supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. I pray this that you love me bounce. Oh, I guess that was the wrong one. Oh, 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 that was one nine. Yeah, it was. You're right, Steve. Boy, Steve, Pastor Steve's good. But you operating in your gifts and praying equals what? Deliverance and help to the body. 
How many of you would like to be help for somebody else? I mean, seriously, if, you, if, if it was in your ability to do that, how many of you could? Okay, good, good, good. Uh, the Bible tells us in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 7 through 16, however, he has given each one of us a special gift through the generosity of Christ. That is why the scriptures say he ascended to the heights, he led a crowd captives, and he gave gifts to people. Notice that it says he ascended clearly means that Christ also descended to our lowly world. And the same who descended is the one who ascended higher than all the heavens so that he might fill the entire universe with himself. Now, these are the gifts Christ gave to the church. These are the main gifts, not the only gifts, but the main gifts. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Main pillars of the body. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to full and complete standard of Christ. Then we will no longer be like immature children. It says we're immature children when we live selfish. I didn't say that. The Bible did. (laughs) Moving on. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, verse 15, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps others grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. The NLT actually says a spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. Your gifts were given to you so that we could help one another. My gift, one of my big gifts is encouragement. And I love to help people. I love to encourage people. And you know, but there is a time when the Lord, where that gift of encouragement in certain situations, I feel restrained. I'm like, Lord, what is that? You know, why, why do I kind of feel restrained in my, in my gift of encouragement? Because I'm dealing with them and they have to kind of line some things up. And I need you not to get in the middle of that. Yes, sir. So um, I love to encourage people. I mean, it, it, it bolsters me. It, it makes me feel superhuman. It makes me feel like Superman. You know, when I can just be that encouragement or, or a light goes on in somebody's face or, 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 or just, you know, an overwhelming oh, comes over somebody. Man, that empowers me. Why? Because it's me being generous in my gift and I feel the pleasure of God on my life. Paul Wilber said that to me years ago. He said, you know, sometimes when I'm leading and I'm doing exactly what God's called me, I can just sense his pleasure on my life. I want you to sense that pleasure on your life from just using those gifts that God has given to you and called you to. In his grace, Romans 12 God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you're a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, here's a big revelation, be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have the gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Don't just pretend to love others, really love them. Hate what is wrong, hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Each and every one of you has a gift. Each and every one of you has a calling. 
Each and every one of you doesn't have to, quote unquote, be in ministry full time to use the gift that God has given you. I'm looking all over this room and I see faces of people that I've known for lots of years going, hey, Alicia, noticing and, and seeing all the gifts that I see here. And, and I'm just blown away by, the, by the, the family that he's assembled. I want to encourage you, step out. Some of you did from last week and you, and you saw Jen Walter. Jen, stand up and raise your hand. This is Jen Walter, lover, appreciate her. She's our volunteer coordinator. I want you, you know, if you're like, I don't know what I want to do, go talk to Jen, get plugged in, get ready to go because we're getting ready to hit the ground running. And, and I'm telling you, I'm just telling you from all the resistance that we've been receiving as of getting into this new building, oh boy, when we hit the new building, I think it's just going to explode. And I, I, like I've told you a thousand times, I don't care about if the church gets big or not. That's Jesus thing. I'm just wanting us to get this message of grace and unconditional love over, Amen. over to people. People got to understand that God's not mad at them. You guys get it? Yeah. I've been telling you every week for I don't know how long, God's not mad at you. No shame and condemnation here. So let's pray. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much. Thanks tonight for every single person who's here the call on their lives, the gifts that you've given them. I just pray that you would use them, that you'd help them. I pray that you'd be speaking to hearts. I pray that, Father, you'd help each and every one of us to fulfill our mandate. Man, we only have one life to live and then the rest is eternity. Father, help us to be unbelievably powerful for your kingdom in this day and this hour. Help us even when it's hard to bolster up and say the strength of Almighty God resides on the inside of me. Help us to bolster up and say my Father loves me. I can be strong in His love and in the power of His might. Father, help us. Help us grow in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And I thank you for your favor that's on each and every person this week. As they go about whatever they're doing, I pray that your favor would continue to overwhelm them. I pray that this week they would come to know your love in a much deeper, closer way. The width, the height, the length, and the breadth of the love of Jesus. We thank you so much for that. We give you honor. We give you praise. We thank you for moving. We thank you for our, our, our AC contractor. God, we thank you for doing every single thing that needs to happen tonight. Every single thing, we come in agreement together that every single thing that needs to happen to get us into our building in a timely manner is done in the name of Jesus. And we give you all the honor and all the praise in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. amen. Jen, do I got anything left? Hold on a second. Jen, always let me know if I got something left. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Our small groups, right? Uh, Pastor Steve has been asking if you want to uh, start a small group. We're starting our small groups in about, our sign-up in about a month. And then a month after that, our small groups will happen. Get into a small group, you guys. It is life-changing. It's powerful. It's a way to connect to other family and have a tight-knit group. I'm still watching people all over the place that come and get together every week because they know them from small group. It's really awesome. So if you want to do a small group, Pastor Steve over there, raising his hand, go see Pastor Steve and uh, he would love to hook you up and get you connected and uh, we'll start small group sign up at the end of August. 
All right, anything else? Babe, anything else? Nope. All right, we're good. Love you, mean it. Have a great week.